This is the VO Life Podcast. All about the ups and downs of being a voice actor in the real world. Casting sites, agents, marketing, using every resource to make sure we keep growing and reaching for more. We may not be superstars, but we're grinding our way up. From the occasional regional to the local 15 and everything in between, we are living the VO life. Join us weekly for recent happenings and interviews with the people who can help you on your walk through the VO life. Now, here's your host and fellow traveler, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 Troy Holden here. Welcome back to the VO life. Good to have you. This is the year-end wrap-up for me, and um, first off, let's let's lay the disclaimer out. This is not bragging. This is not boasting. These are accomplishments we're going to talk about, and there's other people that are going to go, man, I don't know why he gets on there and talks about that. You know, I don't know why he says that. I don't understand. He's just on there bragging. This is not bragging, folks. This is trying to inspire you that you can do this if you have the talent, the tools, the ability, the education, the learning, the knowledge. If you go through all the hoops and do all the things to do the thing, it is not easy. First, I want to celebrate all of those who are putting out podcasts recently. And over the last 30 days, I've seen a ton of them saying how much it costs to get into voiceover, how much you should invest. And this is not the, well, you just need a microphone for a couple hundred bucks. You need this for a couple hundred bucks. No, they're being honest and saying you have to invest a lot of money to get into voiceover. This is not, yes, is it less than opening a McDonald's franchise? Of course it is. Is it less than opening any storefront? Sure it is. It might even be less than going into real estate or insurance, but it's 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 not going to be much less. Uh, I've been into both of those, and I can tell you the studying and the hours and the courses and the continuing education and all the things you got to do and all the way you got to market yourself, pretty similar, and you're going to spend a lot of money. Anything you're going to go into, you have to invest. You have to learn. You have to be good at it, and you got to spend, spend, spend. You're always investing in you and your business. So any of that crap you see that says you can jump into this for a couple hundred bucks and it's all going to be great, there will be exceptions to the rule. There are a couple of people I know who, as far as I know, to this day, have never taken one voiceover coaching session, and they're killing it. But there's some reason behind that that we may or may not know. There's a reason. Some people are naturally gifted and they can just do it. But that is the exception. And there's not many of those around, right? We see that all the time. Let's use sports. Michael Jordan. Oh, he this, he that. Michael Jordan worked hard for it. Yes, he had all that God-given talent and ability, but he worked hard. My favorite thing from him is Nobody ever looks at how many shots I've missed, you know, but you got to take them to make them. And it's the same way with this. You got to take the shots to make it, but you got to learn. You got to get educated. You got to spend that money. Okay. So the reason we're here is it took me this long. And where did I start? Let me pop something up here. This was only going to be a post, 
but now it's turned into a quick podcast. I started in voiceover July 2020, so I've been in this basically three and a half years. I started full-time in 2022, so that means in 2024, January, which is now, basically, I've been doing this full-time for two out of three and a half years. I literally, after a year and a half, went full-time. Stupid. Totally stupid. Wasn't ready, but that first year, I just kept doing what I was doing and learning. And I did okay, but this year I did a lot better. Well, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is I did a lot of things in the wrong order. I didn't follow things properly. Um, You know, I I was, you know, uh, there's a lot of people making a lot more money than me per month or per year. But I want to be the example to you of, yes, you can. If you will dig in through hard work and practice and learning the business and dig, dig, dig and fight, fight, fight. And I mean, really learn it. Get involved, get seen, get heard, go to workshops, go to coaching, apply yourself and don't waste your time on junk as fast as you can. Get away from the junk. Um, yeah, I started on Fiverr and Upwork. Yes, I'm still on Fiverr, but I, I, if I look at my last 10 jobs on there, I don't think any of them are below $200, $250. And I'm not talking about for a bunch of narration. I'm talking about for 30-second spots or for two-minute spots or for maybe an animation thing where I read a few pages of stuff. And when I say a few pages, the script was a few pages long, but there's other characters and I'm just doing some parts or a video game, you know, where they, uh, I tell them my minimum is 250. You know, well, we need you to do these lines in this game. You did them last time. We want to maintain the character. Well, my rate is now 250. Oh, wow. That's like 80% more than last time. Yep. And if you want me back, that's what it costs. And I stand my ground every freaking time. And guess what they do? They hit the big green order button every time. I have not had one yet tell me I just can't pay your new rate. They know our value. A lot of these people do. And they latch on to somebody and try to hang on to them as long as they can. But if you do about four or five jobs for them and they need you, guess what? They're coming back. They're coming back. So what I'm trying to get to, it took me the full two years being in this full time. But finally, here in December of 2023, I have broken the five figure mark for a month. And that's why I say a lot of people have made a lot more money than me in the last two years. But if they've only been in it three and a half years, maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not comparing myself to other people. This is me and my personal things, my mission statement, my goals. Do do I have the ability to do this every month? Sure, I have the ability. I have the customer base, client base. I think I could. But the types of jobs that came in and got billed in September or October or November that I got paid in December, it just happened to happen that several of them paid me in December you know, for, for through the that were booked during the last quarter. And a lot of that is they needed to get their year, year end stuff done. They had to get it in and blah, 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 blah. And that's great. But now I'm all pumped up thinking, man, I had a five-figure month. If I could just have five of those next year and then the other, you know, if, let's have, say, six. If I got to get six of those next year and the other six were just average like this year, I would be I would I would finally be able to say I told you so. I knew I could do this. 
to those that said you're not going to make six figures. You know, and and I do believe next year will be my year for that. I think I'll 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 be there fairly easily. But remember, I'm doing it with that handicap of although I'm coaching to try to reduce this accent and this dialect, it is what it is. And what I'm learning is I'm booking enough not having to do that. Maybe I should save that coaching money on that and invest it in other coaching because I'm still booking with that. Although I booked a couple of things that were more neutral this year, a couple. And when I say a couple, I literally mean maybe two out of all the work that I did all year long. I lost some excellent Southern accent work that I wanted so badly that was referred to me. I had first shot at it and I didn't book it. So then the reflection became, well, it wasn't because I'm not having my Southern accent. It was because the reads weren't good enough. And I know who got it. I've listened to what they've done with it, and it's pretty good. Uh, and, And the smack was, A, I didn't have the tone and timber match that they were looking for. And that's okay. That happens. But I didn't have the experience with that type of a read either. And I'm getting that experience or I'm getting that experience through uh, a smaller uh, venue that is similar, but I have to keep doing that and building it and, and really owning that craft. And what I need to do now is go get a coach in that genre and say, hey, I missed out on this. I'm doing this. Listen to this. Help me get, uh, help me get, get, get get. I need to quit worrying about that. Help me get to that place to where I could narrate on a higher level. And that's what I have to do. And the same thing where I've gone to workshops on uh, TV promo and stuff. And and they're like, you know, I do my reading. They're like, that's good. I got nothing. Well, how do I take that and transform it into work? You know, and that's what I have to do this year is really start carving out the genres, the niches. This is where you focus. This is where you get coaching. This is where you hit it harder. This is where you're booking. Let's go get more of that. And I've got to get that done. So as I celebrate one thing, what do I naturally do? Because I am a person who's a go-getter and wants to get it done and wants to win and wants to, to, to be successful. What do I do now? I've got to reflect this week and next week on here's where the wins were. Just like I tell people uh, when we do a business consult, they're saying, well, I'm doing this and this and this and this and this. Well, which one are you actually booking in? If you look at your last 20 things you booked, what did you book? Well, 18 was audio books. Then why are you not trying to focus on coaching with the top coaches in the audiobook genre and trying to do more there because that seems to be your thing. Oh, well, what if it's somebody says, well, out of the last 20 jobs I did, 16 of them were political. Do you have a good political demo? Are you going after the right things? Are you getting that off samples? How are you getting that? Focus, laser beam focus, your marketing and what you're doing and your coaching and your training. Go get that best political um uh, coach, go get uh, who's who are the biggest in um, political as far as booking work. Are is it agents? Is there is there a manager? 
Go after that and show them what you've done. Here's what I did this year, and I, and this election year's coming up, and I really want to get in the middle of this, and I think I'm good at it. What do you think? Get uh, consultations with people and get after it. You have to push and press and get after it. I say to myself, because if I don't, I'll be sitting here next year telling you I had a little 10% increase, 12% increase. What was the increase this year? Let's talk about the overall. Overall, on what I did year to year from 22 to 23 was about 24.5% increase. A lot of people are saying they didn't increase. So I'm I'm satisfied that I increased. Did I hit the goal? No, I'm not going to hit the, the mission statement goal that I had. I'm going to be short by about 10 grand. 10 grand, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot in the big picture. It is. Uh, I would love to have that 10 grand. But overall, from what I'm hearing, I'm blessed to have an increase. Where I failed this year was on the personal side. Um, I did not do the things I said I would do. I did not put my health higher on my radar, and I did not follow through on the things I was supposed to do for my health. So I have to do that, and and I will. Uh, I, I do believe I will and I can because um, I, I think there. I, I'm at a point where I know how one affects the other, and 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 I know how I feel sitting in this chair some days. And I said, to feel better in this chair, to have more energy, I have to do this. What I have learned here at the end of the year, and this is probably the crappiest example, but it may be a great example for you. And listen to this closely. I had tried CPAP twice in my life. Once was a long time ago. I want to say 2004, five, right in there. A huge failure. Um I tried it again, and I believe 20, 2019, maybe? It was before I got into VO. I want to, 2018, 2019. Again, a couple of weeks, fail. No, it was not. It was 2020 because I remember I had to wear a mask when I went and picked up the machine and had to schedule appointments, and nobody else could be in the office. So, yeah, it had to have been 2020, 2021. It didn't work. Uh, you know, three or four days, I couldn't do it. And they're like, well, why can't, you know, they didn't offer to help or do anything. Uh, and then this time I had success. I'm in my third or fourth week where I have not taken the mask off at night. I've slept all the way through the night with it, uh, like for four weeks. Uh, the first two weeks were rough, but I, I called the doctor's office and I said, I think the pressure's too high, you know, and I think if I could, I, could get it, get it adjusted, I could wear this all night, maybe, or get closer. And after they adjusted the pressure the first night, I think I did six hours, and the next night, six and a half, and the next night, seven, then seven and a half. And I'm averaging now seven and a half hours, uh, three or less episodes per night. The target's five. And taking the mask off once, and that's usually to get up and go to, to the uh, bathroom, which, you know, I'm I'm of that age. Sometimes I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Sometimes not. Here's what I'm noticing. Uh, I, I wake up with a little more energy. I'm ready to get up and go. Uh, I'm not over the um, the hump yet where you have a lot of change because it's only been 
three weeks or so, and they say give it three months and you really feel a change. I don't want to sleep without it now, which is weird because I never thought I'd get to that uh, that point. But here's the thing uh, with today's technology. That machine is linked to my phone, and every morning it gives me a quote-unquote report card. What do you think I do first hour I'm up? I look at that thing. I want that 100 every day. There are days, I had one just recently where I made it about four hours, and for some reason I took the mask off and hung it up on the the headboard rail, and I didn't want to put it back on. Well, and I can, you know, there were reasons why my side, I had fell and hit my side on something. It was really sore, and when I turned certain ways in the bed, it really hurt. And um, I think I just couldn't get comfortable that night on my back for some reason. And I do sleep flat on my back with this thing like you should. Um, So anyway, what I'm saying is that app holds me accountable. And I want to get up every morning and look at that. And I want to be accountable to that. And I I want to score well. I have to do that with the rest of my health, and I'm not. I need to find a a, a group, a person, something locally. I don't want a trainer. I want another person who goes through what I go through, maybe. And we work together to help each other stay accountable. Did you go to the – did you walk today? Did you do this today? And I I don't know that I want to go – I did go to Planet Fitness some last year or this year – but I got uh, my mom had a treadmill. I brought it home during Christmas, and I'm trying to see if if I can actually put it right on the other side of the curtain here in the booth. If I can, I can just step right over there. Maybe I walk five minutes here, ten minutes there, and start building up and do it multiple times a day. I don't want to go to the gym and walk one time, fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, whatever. I want to do it multiple times a day. I want to go do it at least twice a day, maybe three times. And if I start out doing it 10 minutes each and get 30 minutes total, that's fine. Then it goes to 15. Then maybe it goes to 3.30s. Then maybe it goes to, you know, a 30 in the morning, a 30 in the evening. I don't know. But I need to be held accountable for that. Well, I'm sure there's an app for that. But, uh, you know, like with the sleep apnea, I have not only the app holding me accountable, I have the doctor. So I need to find the accountability factor in the health side, uh, outside of, you know, and it may be, you know, uh, another, there may be a clinic I need to go to for former gastric patients that'll hold me accountable. I tried one and didn't like it. They did great checking all my blood stuff and this and this and this, but they were like, put this app on your phone and track everything you eat and you'll be fine. (laughs) That's not going to do it for me. That's not how I work. I have to have a system. I have to have uh, I have to have structure in it. I have to know, show me what to do, you know, and, and I'm even to a point, and this is one that I implemented myself. You guys know what these are. You go to um, the grocery store and you get your Dixie plates or whatever you want to call them, paper plates, the Chinettes, whatever. They have the regular size, the big platter size. And they also have the, the little dessert plates. I started eating off those all the time because gastric bypass, I shouldn't eat even that much. So if I want uh, this and this and this, I can only put a little bitty bit of each on that little bitty plate. And I always make sure you only get one plate, get it thin. That way you have to hold your hand under it and you know how heavy it is and how much is on that plate. 
And that sounds like a crazy thing, but mentally it works because I know that's enough. The pouch from gastric bypass can't hold any more than that. Don't pile it up. Make it just nice and flat layered, you know, one spoon of this, one spoon of that, and then your, you know, your main thing, which is maybe a part of a chicken breast or whatever, whatever that meat is, you know, and that's it. And as crazy as all that sounds, it does set you in a system and a pattern. What I've found in all these years, and this goes back to working in the automotive industry all those years, everything works if you have a repeat process that is robust. It must be robust and repeatable, and it will be effective. So if my robust, repeatable process is to only put on that plate twice a day what I need to eat mid-morning and late afternoon, and then I will drink a protein shake if I get hungry any other time. I don't care if, if I need one of them or three of them. I'll drink however many I need because it's not going to hurt anything. All right, so... If I can do that and hold myself accountable to that and have someone else help hold me accountable to that, asking, how are you doing with it? You're doing okay? You're struggling with it? It'll help and it'll work. You can do the same thing with your business, and that's what I do. I have an accountability group, and we do that with each other. Did you do your marketing this week? How many people did you contact? Uh, How are you digging up those sources? You know, we're not trying to steal each other's ideas. We're just trying to motivate each other and push each other to keep going, keep going, just keep going. And that's what you have to do. But it leads to, after three and a half years, two years full-time, I finally hit the five-figure month. Now, like I said, that was based on a lot of clients paying from September, October, November, or whatever, and December's when they just happened to pay, and a lot of them were paying a little. Some were paying late. Some were paying early. Some were on time. But I think a lot of them want to get books cleaned up and stuff got in at the end of the year. I didn't expect it to happen. I thought I was going to be um, a little short of it, but it happened. So I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to be happy about it. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying it can be done. I hope I can repeat it several times next year. I don't know that I will. I don't know what next year is going to bring. I look for it to be a good year. I'm hustling my political already. I've been hustling it for about a month and a half. And uh, next week or week after, I'll start back. I'm not going to send stuff out this last week of December or the first week of January. I'll probably wait till the second week of January. So I'll start marketing again on the, what would that be, 8th or 9th. And I'll get back into it and I'll go at it hard. And I will set myself up to hopefully, hopefully have several of these five-figure months. Look, I hope you guys all had a great new year. I hope you all uh, are having or, or will have a great new year. I hope you are all planning and have your goals set. I hope you're ready to go for 2024. I hope that you have uh, your systems in place. And I'll quickly name off stuff I'm using because people ask me sometimes, what are you using for a CRM? I use less annoying CRM. It's the, it's the least expensive one and easiest to use I, f- I have found, and I think you'll like it. It's easy to put stuff in. It's easy to, to drop lists back out of it, and I can move them into my mail program. It works for me. 
It's it has some neat features to how you label and 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 uh, name your stuff. Like I've got different groups for you know political groups for automotive, et cetera, et cetera. It's easy. It breaks it down. I think it does a great job. And I want to say it's under twenty bucks a month. Um, the only other tool that uh, tools that I pay for right now is Zencaster. Uh, I'm looking at Clean Feed, but it doesn't have video. But for you know, and it's about the same price. But Zencaster has been fairly reliable. Uh, I, I was on a couple of Clean Feed sessions this year, and every time they were just uh, pristine. I mean, the the sound was great. You can do multi tracking in there. It was just kind of a neat deal in comparison to Source Connect. And uh, they recently won an Emmy Award for their, uh, I guess, for their systems. Um, But I don't really pay for much of anything else. Um, I have had people say, what do you use for video? I use Filmora. Um, I've been using it since I started. I think a lot of those are very similar, do the same thing. I pay an annual fee for that. It's not a lot. It was less than a lot of other things. Uh, for um, music and for video clips, for stock stuff, stock photos. They also have a lot of radio imaging stuff. Um, they also have website templates, page templates and stuff. I use Envato. Uh, that's another annual fee. And for currently for my website, I'm using GoDaddy. I'm also using GoDaddy for email marketing because it's built in. And um I'm looking at Wix, and I'm thinking of taking the course on how to build on Wix and do it myself there. I do my own on GoDaddy. Um, I'm one of those people I get complacent because I know how to use it, and I don't want to change. And um, But I'm thinking of adding a second website for uh, political stuff. And if I do that, I wanted to do that in Wix and then maybe move my other from GoDaddy uh, when the renewal comes up in the middle of the year. So that's kind of the stuff I'm using. If anybody cares, I got people ask all the time, and maybe that covered it all. Hey, uh, again, Happy New Year. Um, thank you for hanging with me all year. Uh, join us on another VO podcast. I will continue to update here probably once a month or so just on my personal stuff like we just did today. It just has to do with me. It doesn't have to do with what we're doing in the group or the interviews and all that stuff. Um, I do know there's some great guests coming up. On that uh, podcast this week is uh, Robert uh, Simpaglia, uh, who is uh, an attorney, uh, an entertainment attorney. You'll love that. Michael Cussman was this previous week, uh, a guy who's probably not known by a lot of people, but should be. He's a great guy, great audio producer, great VO. And we've just got tons more coming up. So join us over there. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for the follows, the likes. Join us in the group, the VO Life, another VO podcast Facebook group. Jump in there. Always information flying around. And we'll try to start back with some workshops and all after the first of the year. I know people have enjoyed those. And uh, we'll try to keep those going uh, here and there as we can because, you know, it's it gives you the opportunity to give it a try. And that's, you know, one of the things that I appreciate by some of the things when I first started, I got an opportunity to try. I remember sitting in my car where I worked in the parking lot at lunch. I can't remember whose workshop it was. And I got to read something for the first time. I was a nervous wreck and um, they knew I was terrible and I knew I needed to get coaching really badly. That's the way it works. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next time. Right here, right here on the video.
Today's podcast episode may have been recorded in the bathroom, but you didn't hear that from me. You're listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. This podcast was produced under the authority of the podcast police, who may or may not have investigated the host and guests prior to broadcasting. Any unlawful statements will be investigated further and persecuted to the fullest extent of the podcast law. Well, whistle me Dixie. 